Hi guys and welcome to your Pretty For A podcast. I'm so excited to be doing this episode because we have an incredible guest speaker. But I'm your host Iman. I'm Saba. And I'm Salma. And today on the episode we have the incredible (laughs) Miss Khadija Hashim. And I've been wanting her, I've been wanting her on the podcast for (laughs) so long. But you know, busy woman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Khadija, can you explain yourself? Because honestly, I don't know if I can do you justice. Hey guys, um, my name is Khadija Hashi. So happy to be here. Um, so I'm a professional coder by trade. Um, I'm also a social media marketer. So I help businesses grow their social media in every aspect. Um, and on from like background work, um, I work with the government to um, advocate healthcare. Um, specifically grey areas of healthcare. So my specialism is vitamin D deficiency within our community um, and outside our community as well because everyone's affected. So yeah, that's like a quick summary of what I do. That's a quick summary, (laughs) but honestly, (laughs) she is one of the most like incredible women that I know, young black women in the UK that is really changed. Like if you haven't heard about Khadija Hashi, then you have been living underneath a rock. If you haven't seen Miss Khadija Hashi, then you have been living underneath a rock. So literally while you're listening now, go onto her socials, go add her up on Twitter, go add her up on Instagram, go add her up on everything because this girl, you add her up now just before she blows. Like blows blows. Khadija, where can we find you on all your socials? So you can find me on Instagram. So that's my personal profile, which is Khadija.hx. You can find me also on Twitter, which is Kasham. Don't ask questions. Um, And obviously LinkedIn, which is Khadija Hashi as well. Um, but yeah, I'm Red Orchard and Red as well. Orchard. <laughs> Amazing. Real Red Orchard. So today I kind of just, I mean, for those who don't know, this is like kind of your first episode tuning in. For the past eight weeks, we have, six weeks, sorry, we have been discussing Black Lives Matter um, in many different aspects. We haven't touched on everything. There's so much more that we need to speak about. But this is kind of like our roundup of it. And um, I think that that we kind of thought about different ways to kind of round it up, finish it and finish it nicely. And I feel like last week we spoke about, you know, the UK and the UK isn't innocent, which it isn't. And we kind of delved into that. But this week, I just want to talk about black joy, Mm. black love, black arts, Mm -hmm. black poetry, black music, black everything. And I think that it's so important to to recognise, to appreciate, to value and to hold this amazing art so highly and, and kind of put it on such a big pedestal that I feel like has always been dimmed down. Not only has it been dimmed down, we know you know, I don't know if anyone's seen the movie mm-hmm. Hidden Figures, yeah. but we know, you know, from time, like from the beginning of time, that we have so much prominence mm. and so many prominent black figures that have contributed so much in society and they've, you know, their their work has been stolen, um, completely been discredited, discredited. You know, their art isn't as valued as much as white people's art, music. And, you know, we still see those effects, you know, today in 2020. So I thought that it was just, it would just be nice for us to kind of, 
get together and just talk about our favorite pieces and our favorite books and things that have changed our lives. I know Khadija and Selma are actually, well, to be honest, yeah. we're all book mm. readers, but Selma's got yeah. her own little book club as well. Khadija is, you know, put me on so many books as well that have completely changed my life mm-hmm. and it's changed Selma's <laughs> life as well. Um, so just kind of, I just want us to just discuss the importance of that and just discuss the lack of representation. But I, I don't want to, I don't want this to be quite negative, but I, you know, I think that it's important for us to realise that there is lack of representation. Khadija knows that she's in the industry. Um, so it's important for us to recognise that, but also to kind of, you know, in that uplift. So I wanted to start off with a poem. It's my favourite poem ever. It's by Maya Angelou, Still I Rise. So for anyone who hasn't read this or doesn't know this poem, I'm going to quickly read it. So, you may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns, with the certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high, still I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard? Cause I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Oh, yeah. That that's, so that's one of my beautiful. favorite poems. Yeah, man, it's giving me a lump in my throat. Yeah. I can't lie, that's crazy. Yeah, there's so much of that. Like, does my you sexiness know, does my mm-hmm. upset you? Upset you? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Does does my yeah. sexiness upset you? And you know, when she said, "Cause I laugh like I've got mm. gold mines digging in my mm. own backyard," yeah. you know. And then, and then she said that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting mm-hmm. of my thighs. Yeah, that's she is, you know, this is one of why I love this poem so much is because it rings home mm. on so many of those mm. stereotypes that black women have to face. And we had the the episode that mm. we had with Ty um, on black men's mental health and how that's affected, you know, not only with Black Lives Matter, but just generally uh, men's mental health. And it was the way he said how, well, the connection between trauma and joy was, was it's so interesting, but yeah. so beautiful. He basically said that, that when you look at Black mm. joy, 
it's almost like the the traumatic mm. energy that's in DNA, you know, that's mm. inherited. The, it's Black people are almost yeah. like magic. They're magic because you can you can mm. transfer that energy into something yeah. so incredible, yeah. you know, and you can and you can make that energy so 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 powerful and you can feel mm. it. Whenever I go to any of my friends who are black, who are, you mm. know, Jamaican or mm. Somali or Nigerian, or it's full. It's full of love. Mm. It's full of happiness. It's full of like you you genuinely feel, you know, completely mm. at ease, completely happy. And like subhanAllah, mm. you know, it's it's yeah, my mom says my mom the says way that the black she community says, you know, sometimes your struggle becomes your testament. It becomes mm. what what is mm. the foundation of your excellence at the end of the day like with me um even though there's a lot that's happened within my life when it comes to the fact that you know not only am I black but I'm 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 Muslim and I'm female like I'm a triple threat and, you're visible. Life. Mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. and I'm visibly Muslim as well so it's a thing where it's like you know on, in society's eyes I'm doomed from the get-go do you know what mm. I mean um but it's my mum always teached us and alhamdulillah like I had that support system of you know using using your struggles as a strength mm-hmm. um and making and making sure people don't define you by your by your struggle and what you've been through but but more as a catalyst for excelling even more you know mm-hmm. so going above and yeah. beyond what you're doing like with me like every like Iman knows like everything I do I strive to do it in the best way possible in the sense where it's like I want to be the best representation of my people and my ancestry that come before me that had to struggle in order for me to even get in this position even though you know there's still a lot of injustices in the world and you know we're still no we're right now it's 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 crazy what black people are going through there was a time where it was worse you know so counting your blessings Mm -hmm. in that sense um, but also understanding that your heritage um, is not always a bad thing, that, that they've gone through bad things. Um, obviously at the time, yes, but right now, what you can do as a testament and as the offspring off of, off of that is just be the best person possible um, mm. and create a legacy and create a stain in this world so people kind of like mm. see you as, you know, the, the trophy of, of what was actually started off to be bad, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're carrying your legacy. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think with my Angelou as well. Yeah. Like, um, she she was raped from a really young age, yeah. and she like went through a lot of, you know, trials and tribulations. And she's come out with over thirty books. She has a career that spanned over fifty years, and she's like this incredible award-winning poet she's like the biggest one of the biggest poets of our time mm. and you know let alone her being one of the biggest poets of our time but actually being a woman and being a black woman a woman of mm. struggle mm. um i think and her poem still i rise mm. even her one of my favorite books that she's you know written um why the caged bird sings yeah. i think that was her first what an amazing well. book um, wow. just like she's just incredible from the get-go um, one of the most inspirational women when it comes to, you know, uh, overcoming sexual assault, overcoming um, poverty, mm-hmm. overcoming so much, like, um, and you know. And an advocacy of, like, she's an activist for just, you know, saying how you feel. Like, she she used exactly. poetry to, to facilitate and articulate 
the struggles that she's been through so she's able to let it come out you know I feel like the best articulation is, is through, throughout art so example all mm-hmm. of us have a, yeah. a way in which we we let out feelings like me personally it's either journaling or, or reading um and then there's other people mm-hmm. that it's, it's drawing or there's number other people that's poetry so I feel like once you kind of see your median on how you can really articulate your struggle in a sense where you are able to inspire others to speak out as well you know and she's inspired loads of mm. other females to come yeah. out and and tell their stories and 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 really get into their feelings into the, into what actually happened to them uh, when it comes to traumatic experiences um yeah and you said it actually Khadija you um tweeted something not too long ago regarding yeah. spelling and spelling is like yeah, a spell as in you know the words I was are so having this conversation with my friend today I was saying like just be careful of how you speak to yourself because you don't understand the power in your words mm-hmm. and words for me are very very powerful so example like what you portray to other people it might be powerful for them to be inspired or to be disin- like not inspired however the biggest power that you have um communication like line that you have is with yourself so positive self-talk it ultimately manifests into you thinking great of yourself and uh, accepting your insecurities or accepting your imperfections or accepting your your struggles for what they are um and then in turn being Mm -hmm. able to overcome it as well um, because I feel like they come in hand in hand mm-hmm. like you know identifying a, a, a problem within yourself or like something that you're not happy with um, accepting it but also trying to work on trying to make that better for yourself and for others you know so I feel like it's mm-hmm. it's really really important to as, as, you, as you said the way you talk to yourself it's it's a, it's a, it's a spell that you put on yourself and that's the reason why it's articulated as a spelling you know so um mm. that's why I always say to my little sister like every time she kind of like you know when you're when you're younger and you know there's a lot of social pressure and you're looking yourself in the mirror and you know my my dark my sisters are way darker than me in complexion um and I remember mm-hmm. when my sister first got into high school and she said to me Khadija like I'm actually really dark you know like, I can't sit in the sun too long because like, everyone's going to call me Blick. Do you remember that back in school when when Blick was was a cuss? Mm. Like, oh, shut up, man, you're Blick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So she kept on yeah. getting that. And I just said to her, I said, look, like, you know, there's not a lot of people that have pigment, like, that kind of pigment, that pigment you have in your skin um, is, is a power. It, it defines, it defines mm. what everyone before you has gone through. And it's ridiculously beautiful. Like God said, I'm going to give you Mm. too much pigment that's that's how that's how blessed yeah. you are you know and now mm. she's at the now yeah. she's at the the point where she's like writing black matter black lives matter um poems and t- talking about how that's how so how wow. how melanin is the reason why she's great and i'm just like wow the transition of and and the impact on positive self-talk when it comes to the people around you and also to yourself mm. um i just feel like she really just and you directly yeah, impacted and her. I, I didn't I yeah. think I'd impacted that. I feel like I just steered her into the right direction. I feel like she always knew that she was beautiful. Someone just had to tell her and articulate it to her in a way where she sees the power in it, 
you know mm. and I think that you know that runs so true when we're talking about words when we're talking about different art because that's how I feel about music personally you know although yes books are incredible and it's mm-hmm. changed my life my the books that I read are from a variation of different writers you know I I don't I don't really read based on you know I mean don't get me wrong I have my favorite writers but I don't read based on race whereas my music my music is actually predominantly Mm. from black artists and I think that from a very very young age I was exposed to um to artists like Otis Redding when we're talking Mm. about like jazz and New Orleans and my mum's super into that and then you know kind of transitioned into rappers like Mm. Lauren Hill and you know amazing singers like India Irie and just beautiful Mm. soul that just really spoke to me so and that's why I feel that's why Mm. I fell in love with music and and it's a credit to the black music mm. industry for making me get over so many different periods in my life, whether that be, you know, from, you know, different insecurities such as mm. weight insecurities or, you know, stresses mm. in school, or, you know, stresses later in life when I got into mm. a relationship. And, you know, music mm. is what got me through it. You know, listening to Destiny's Child, girl, <laughs> learning it off by heart, was you know, and then when I was in love, listening mm. to India Irie, the truth that and even spoke the category in the same yeah, way even that the category words. of soul music, yeah. If we look back mm. at where soul music derived from, soul soul music is it's a articulation of 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 music that is expressed through struggle. So it goes back far back when, when we're like slavery, when they used to sing on the on the on the plantations. Um, and talk about how, you know, like, you know, we're going to get through this, we're going to get through this, we're going to get through this. Um, And that has now, like, stemmed completely and, like, fluctuated our whole music scene. As in, R&B wouldn't be R&B without soul. Mm. So, like, I feel like everything just kind of went hand in hand. And when it comes to, let's say, like, my favourite black artist, really and truly, is Erica Badu. Oh, my God. Like, I, I can... <laughs> Erica Badu, Jill Scott, Lauren Hill, mm. Jasmine Sullivan. Mm. Honestly and truly, you can you can, you can can feel the yes. struggle in her voice. Yeah. Yeah. You know when... We know they've gone through struggle, but you know when you can actually feel it audibly it. Mm. and feel it, and whatever they're saying as well, like... Lauren Hill being known for someone of the clarity of her lyrics mm. um, have have been quoted for, for for years on years. I like even now I see Lauren Hill's like music be quoted on Instagram captions. Like yeah, easily. do you know what I mean? So it's just it's crazy how the fluctuation has come from something so negative, but has turned into something that has completely taken over the music industry like mm. I wouldn't know the music industry without 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 right. these without people black without, artists. This, yeah. without black artists mm. and I I wouldn't enjoy the music industry without black artists it, it, you know exactly so when we're talking about you know we've got Mary J Blige, 112, Donald Jones, Brian McKnight, Genuine, Drew Hill, mm. Anthony Hamilton, Music Soulchild, Fantasia, Glenn Lewis, <laughs> B.I.G., Tupac, the list goes on and on, Shy, everyone, the list goes on and on. And, you know, 
even beyond like old school R&B and soul, like black artistry in terms of music, I listen to Bashment, I listen to mm. Afrobeat, I listen mm. to Afro Bashment, mm. I listen to UK rap, I listen to American rap. Major- like I would say 90% of my music are from black artists. Yeah, and it's just infused just in f- and it's just everywhere around us yeah. and it just and and it's this is what i was saying and it's about continuous. it's continuous it's mm. still- and it's crazy because even let's say like music that is not made by a black artist if you have a conversation with a soulful white vocalist they their inspiration are vocalists like Beyonce, exactly. Houston, mm-hmm. and do you know what I mean? Like it's always like we, we used to all we probably don't watch X Factor now, but when X Factor was on, and they're like, okay, who are you inspired by? They say the same people: yeah. Whitney Houston, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Like it was like it was like I could mime what they would say because I know what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even like if you realize now, like even with white artists. Um, there's always an ingrained universal thread between all of their music, whether it's an Afro swing vibe or sonically it is sounding a bit soul or a bit R and B. Like it's everything is just mm. completely well, fluctuated. There was that um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the guy, but there was a white guy who's a rapper, and mm. he actually recently done an interview with ZZ Mills. Yeah. What was his yeah. name? I've forgotten his I think name. It's Grills. Grills. Grills, maybe. Yeah, I can't remember. Gills or Grills, I don't know. Yeah, so he, um, Sabah and Sabah, you don't know him. Yeah, he literally the smallest bit of Yoruba, by the way. I think like and it was four smooth, or five though. words. It, it no, was smooth. No, not going to lie. The way he put it in, smooth. <laughs> so yeah. obviously it blew up. But then mm-hmm. a week later, or well, about a week later, um, there were some tweets that he had resurfaced. And he, I mean, the tweets were disgusting. Racist tweets, you know, terrible. So the fact that mm. he blew up, this is a white guy, who blew up on the basis of him having a Yoruba line just mm-hmm. goes how much is so, how powerful, <laughs> how yeah. powerful mm. that, that, that black mm. musicians are and, mm. and how much they contribute, which is what annoys me because when we're still talking about, you know, different pay pay mm. uh, uh, caps and this and different recognition and you know mm. less representation and it's like mate are you joking when, even we're, when we're talking right? about when we're talking about mm. art you know mm. the black industry are pioneers in it so absolutely the, the fact that and a the white guy the fact that a white guy profited. had to come and speak in Yoruba for mm. it to because because I'm sure there are other black artists there that have Yoruba in their rap yeah of course a hundred percent you know, like um, so the fact that he was the one that came out and that blew, and he yeah, was white. the basis of his career was because of that video. Yeah, um, which is crazy, and obviously the determining factor. I think he kind of he he definitely knew what he was doing. You oh, know? for sure. Obviously, like you know, marketing wise, the way it looked, wow white guy speaking Europe but I was even like wow that is Same. clean Same. that is clean Same. I love that yeah bearing in mind like as well have you realized as well like black people in general so inclusive so you know? inclusive and sometimes like I mean, me and my mom were having this conversation literally a few days ago she said like sometimes we're a bit too inclusive you know mm. because the same energy that we have when we're like bring it like when there's the, the culture appropriation 
of everyone when it comes to let's say when bashment comes on right mm. and you already know what goes down when we when it when we're in a dance and bashment goes on everyone knows the words and you're singing in patwa bearing in mind yeah mm, mm, mm. it's crazy it's mm. crazy however our inclusion does not we're, we're not going to exclude anyone on the basis of the fact that you know we're black you're not supposed to be singing black music you know what mm-hmm. i mean um obviously sometimes it comes to a surprise like when i'm with my right friends and they're playing like really like old old school bangers i'm just looking at them like raw like you got it like that do you know what i mean yeah. like shit yeah and it's not a thing where it's like um it's, it's a negative thing i think it's fucking amazing like, i love the fact that you know most people have kind of embraced black culture 100 percent. however just keep the same energy with with uh with with everything that's going on yeah, in the world as well. around yeah and I, I feel like even in the shade room you go underneath the comments you see a white person doing something and they're like everyone's like oh yeah you're invited to the cookout do you know mm, what i mean it's exactly. literally it's literally the same thing it's that you are saying yeah. it's so true that's the beautiful thing about music though it breaks boundaries mm. even like um the imagine grime music scene is like really rising yeah. And it's giving a perspective into the lives of black youth. And drill. Yeah, yeah drill and like, well. and Stormzy, his music is appreciated by white middle-class people even now. Yeah, like, so um, mm. Stormzy is one of the most com- commissioned black artists on radio. Yeah, wow. so, and he'll he'll say he'll say fuck the government, he'll say fuck Forest, 100%. and that message is like reached, you know, to everyone. Of yeah, ages, what about yeah. races, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, same as Dave as well. Yeah. Lyrically incredible. Love them. Um, and always just... have a message, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like most black artists. Yeah. Most black artists. Yes. Every time they're creating art, they're creating art with purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, like, as in, I can take, I can take Dave's, let's say his song Black. Yeah. And we can, we, me and my mom went to the protests. Remember. And mm-hmm. someone said, if you really want to know about Black Lives Matter, just listen to Dave Black. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. honestly, it's a history lesson. Yeah. He talks about the Windrush generation. Mm-hmm. He talks about mm-hmm. slavery. He talks about the injustices of Black people all the time. Stop and search. He pinpointed basically every injustice that most Black people go through on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. in well, one song. Mm-hmm. And also, 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 it's not, this is what I'm saying. This is a universal thing because I listen to a lot of French music. Mm-hmm. And you've got a lot of you've got the boobas, you've got the dajus, yeah. you've got the you know it, it, it's incredible kalash esprit noir. You've got so many different um, black artists that are French black artists that inspire North African artists, and the North African mm-hmm. artists that inspired you've got people like Hamza, PNL, Soul King that are killing the game. And when I mean to tell you, like the French rap they they are talking about they're talking about communism do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they're talking about the blocks they're talking about what goes on in the streets of paris and how, and, the, and how they have to feed their parents how they've had to feed their parents there's just purpose there's, there's incredible purpose and well, the substance is how, crazy and same as in spanish rap as well portuguese mm-hmm. how is it that every single black community when it comes to art when it comes to music has so much soul it's because it's embedded it's because it's within they have that the black community has that magic the way even like the replay replay value like honestly in chile erica Badu and jill scott basically 20 20 years ago now 
Mm. You feel me? And if you guys tuned into their live, yeah, they had an Instagram live. They had the oh um, the verses. And you know what's so Just... funny? It was during it was during Ramadan, right? And I felt yeah, so same. guilty. I was such. Do you remember Khadija? I felt guilty, but yeah, honestly, yeah. Allah, I you know, felt me guilty. Khadija, me and Khadija, me and Khadija commented. Me and Khadija commented the same thing on yeah. <laughs> on I the was live. Like, it's Ramadan, but I felt this. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah, like, real life. And honestly, the same way I feel when. I listen to, let's say, um, I'm in love with another man by Jasmine mm, Sullivan. Mm. I can listen to that right now, now and feel the same way that I felt when I first listened to it. Yeah. Like that's incredible. And it's I powerful. feel like that and for someone I'm in the music industry right now, but I'm back end. So like I help with like social media marketing when it comes to artists. And honestly and truly, like there's just not there's not enough there's not enough there's there's enough people that can create music. But there's not enough music. There's not enough people that can create music that has longevity like that. Mm. You know, that like, like you can hold and you can take it 20 years from now, play it to your kids and they'll still be vibing. Mm-hmm. Like if when Lauren Hill and all of these artists came out, my mum was a youngster and I'm playing Lauren Hill now and singing yeah. it as gospel. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and a lot of black artistry and music is inspired by gospel. It's inspired mm. by the worship mm. of God, mm. and there's a lot of there's a lot of artists that refer to to God and the fact that the reason why we're here and the reason why we come out the other end of the struggle is because of the of the savior of God, mm. and I feel like that's what carries the weight as well. You mm. know, if you're able to embed God into music and still make it a universal thing, and people that are not even religious are memorizing lyrics and singing mm. it like they actually believe it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and, it's and it's 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 beautiful, it's incredible, it's powerful. Um, you know, you say about you know the inclusive of gospel music and the inspiration and kind of how mm. it comes from God. And I remember in Do Up in Lauren Hills um wow. uh, I think it was verse one or verse two and it was a quick year up yeah talking at your next saying you're a Christian and Muslim sleeping with the gin yeah. now that was the yeah. sin that did Jezebel yeah. in who you gonna yeah. tell when the repercussions spin showing up your ass because you're thinking it's a trained girlfriend let me break it down for you again yeah you know what I didn't say because I'm truly genuine <laughs> don't be a hard rock and you're really a it's just incredible, incredible. And when she said, right. look at where you be in hair weaves like Europeans, fake nails done by Koreans. Are you crazy? Yeah, yeah. the world play, the wordplay is stupid, sis. The wordplay is stupid. And even mm-hmm. if, we, if we break it down to li- lyricism, yeah, mm-hmm. and like the, the two packs of the world mm-hmm. and, and the biggest of the world, like we're really like trying to find people with this clarity is 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 crazy it's crazy and don't get twisted there's a lot of of white artists that i admire and i listen to however the same weight that i feel when i'm listening to black artists honestly i'm parallel yeah and it's overwhelming sometimes listen there's some white artists for example like sting yeah Mm, sting wow um, uh, Desert Rose that he done and he done that mm-hmm. with a North African artist actually because mm-hmm. he spent a lot of his time in Morocco and Sting is one of the uh, incredible, incredible, incredible but also I can't help but always go back to people like Sade do you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, 
always always because again it's just that soul it's that rawness Mm. which don't get me wrong a lot of white artists do but this is what annoys me you know with the industry and this is what's incredible about this movement because it's kind of like no listen this needs more acknowledgement Mm. this is not okay Mm. Mm -hmm. and what's even more sad about it is like if we like just delve into a few statistics like um throughout the throughout the industry black artists are are the, they're not able to they don't get the the amount of money that they're supposed to be getting through commission music um through radio plays they still don't get yeah. the, the same amount as as white people um, also when it's well. and also when it comes to like recognition and like accolades and like recognition from people that are the, the, at the at the top tier of the industry is this is you know it's looked down upon apparently the, or you you already know they try to, to try to ban drill Drill being yeah. articulation of what young of black on. boys go through on the roads. Yeah, and, you know? and that's, that's a form of art. Yeah, and it was Crepton Conan that done the band Drill video, and um, it was an incredibly emotive video. And I remember I'd done a um, a post on it on my Instagram when it came out mm. because it was it came out I think uh, just a few days before the Grenfell anniversary. Yeah, and it yeah. just it just hit home because it's just all linked. It's all like full mm-hmm. circle. You know, it's kind of intertwined. Everything's intertwined. It's just people talking about their injustices, people that people that are talking about real life shit, you know, mm. stuff that really is going on on the road, stuff that they're speaking their truth, they're living their truth. You can't say that it's mm. glorifying certain things when you have people that are glorifying plastic surgery, you have people that are glorifying sniffing cocaine. Sniffing yeah, cocaine. Exactly. And it's just like, come on. It's like where's that with the, the same energy you have for a a artist that is not black keep that same energy because bearing in mind now if you look at it it's a juxtaposition because there's a lot of white artists on drill yeah so exactly. in my head i'm thinking okay cool now now you're not trying to ban it yeah. but when when drill became a thing and now really and truly like for companies like sony and other companies that are trying to endorse this culture now obviously because they realize you know it's a popular one, and mm. you're you're always you're always gonna jump on something that's gonna make yeah you pop know, smoke. Especially pop smoke was, was, was yeah. pop smoke was hot. RIP to on him. Drill. Honestly, yeah, RIP pop smoke. But he was he was on drill music. He was on drill music, yeah. and he endorsed and paid homage to the UK scene. Yeah. and then everyone was just like, "Okay, cool." So the US are on it. So now we're gonna have to endorse this properly. Mm. You know what I mean? And and that's the reason why the big companies um, and the big labels are trying to endorse this urban aka black culture um because really and truly the reason why they're trying to do so is because they're realizing that's where all the money's going that's where all the plays are going that's where all mm. the commissions are going that's where all every single post that everyone's really looking at is when's when's the next afro when's the next burner boys album coming out mm. do you know what i mean like drake and truly because drake mm. easily Future. it's only like like the one like the biggest artist that you will see in the game and honestly, it's always going to be overshadowed in, yeah. in some way. Yeah. Even though I feel like when it comes to the music scene, there is a lot more recognition in that scene for the black community compared to other professions. Hmm. You feel me? Yeah, in so comparison example, to other professions. Yes, I yeah, agree with that. Definitely, I would say it's the most, it's the most densely endorsed. However, it's still not parallel. 
Yeah. That, that and I would say the sporting world, especially in America. Like mm. when you're talking about basketball, especially basketball, yeah. what? Yeah. Are you crazy. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I literally watched the video and the guy said, it's, it's, it's mad how everyone was going crazy about the last dance and Michael Michael Jordan and, you know, my, my drip is lit because I'm wearing Jordans. But mm. when a guy is getting killed on the floor by four police officers, you're battering an eyelid. Yeah. Take off the Jordans then. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Your Honestly, Jordans literally has a figure of a black man on the on the tongue of the shoe. Take and you off. get angry when Colin Kaepernick kneels like... It makes no sense. You see that? I, honestly, I feel like it's just a juxtaposition within itself. It's all hypocrisy. It's the irony, exactly. Yeah. The irony of it all. Yeah. But um, that's what's yeah. so beautiful about the art and, and about course. the industry because it means that we can have conversations about this and kind of, we can yeah. hop people out about what yeah. they're doing and be like, okay, but mm. you're wearing that, you're doing that, you're singing that, you're, mm. you're, you support that you're team. You're dressing like you're that. You're dressing yeah. like that, you know. You're talking like mm. that. You're eating. You're eating like that. But yeah, you don't want to support yeah. certain things. It's literally like it's crazy. The, the the power of the coach has has infiltrated in every single structure and every single industry there yeah. is, right? Mm-hmm. But the recognition is bare minimum. Mm. You know? Can I yeah. can I ask um, you a question, Khadija? What yeah? what do hashtags like black girl magic mean to you personally? So black girl magic to me is the fact that you know there's there's so much magic in in whatever whatever the fact that you're black is magic. Yeah. Black equals magic. Black black basically is a synonym for magic. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like honestly and truly, like when people say to me, Arkadija, what what does it mean to be black? Mm. In my head, it's a power within itself. Mm. And yeah. I was having this conversation with Amman, like if. If there was, if 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 I had a superpower, and someone said to me, "What's your superpower?" Honestly, it's the fact that I have melanin in my skin oh. and I am black. Mm. And oh. do you know what I mean? And yeah. and it's it's honestly, if every black woman felt that way about themselves, honestly, would dominate the whole world. Like mm. honestly, but because of you know how people have battered and traumatized a black women, like down to the down to the T of you know, like your hair's too rough straighten it your 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 skin's too dark lighten it mm. you know your hips are too wide for me lose weight like mm. it's 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 crazy every single aspect of our bodies from if we break it down now yeah to let's say a good 10 years ago the the ideal the ideal image of what beauty was was barbie mm. yeah 10 20 years ago barbie was 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 what everyone idolized as what beautiful is. So that's a skinny woman with straight hair, um, with sh- a structured face. You know what I mean? Very petite, very tall. Blonde eye. That blonde, blonde eyes, eyes. Blonde hair. Blue, blue eyes. Blue hair. Sorry, blue hair. <laughs> yeah. Blue hair. <laughs> sorry, blue, blue eyes. eyes and blonde hair. That was the idealistic, Eurocentric ideal of what beauty is. Now let's flip it on its head. Twenty twenty. What are the trends? Lip filler. Mm. BBL. Mm. Um, getting getting um, a wig installed. Getting your wig laid. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, there's so many parts <laughs> that I've completely flipped on its head. From before when I was in school, I used to get called rubber lips. 
now you know it's a sexual future Mm. it's crazy it's crazy how everything just flips on its head um and now everyone is working towards getting a nice bum Mm -hmm. and a slim waist Mm. when my ancestors have have been riding that button and running with it for time and been mocked mocked for it and been mocked movies like You'll see girls like looking in the mirror and being like, "Is my bum too big in this?" And, and I've then, never ever, honestly, now, I've never got that. I've yeah. never understood that. Like, is my no. bum too big in this? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, <laughs> even, what even is that? Do you know what I mean? Crazy. And now, honestly, for us, you're a weirdo. Like, if you to me now, can't like a DJ. I feel like my bum's flat, and you have a bum. Like, I'm just looking at you like, sis, do you know what you got right there? Do you know what I mean? Like, you got what everyone, you got what everyone wants naturally. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. Well, I just, um, just to kind of bring it to like a nice end, I just wanted mm. to bring up some, you know, pioneering black uh, prominent figures that have introduced some incredible inventions. So, some of them you may have heard of, some of them you may haven't have heard of. So the first one was a woman called Marie. I mean, I know there's some incredible people like Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, mm-hmm. you know, Martin Luther King. I feel like we know those. But again, mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I'm really trying to find at least one new black person every single day that has contributed to our society without, mm-hmm. you know, someone that, that we don't really know of. So the first one um, who I found really interesting was a woman called Marie Van Britten Brown. Um, she was from New York and she created the early, ver- the early version of the modern home security system. Um, she felt unsafe due to her neighborhood's high crime rate and she was a full-time nurse at the time, key worker, and she um, basically uh, invented the motorized camera to record her home entryway and it projected images onto a TV monitor and was all self-taught. And it kind of reminds me of you, Khadija, because it's like, you know, you're a self-taught coder as well. You mm-hmm. do so much. You have, you know, you there's much breadth in your skill set and what you do, but there's so much more that you can offer. And the mm-hmm. brain capacity that you've got is just incredible. Like mashallah. And you're oh, able to you. you're able to really hone in on that kind of innate ability to just always do more. And actually and just do it. And just do it. And and and, and there's so it. much and I have a, I have a black women. Yeah, I have a saying. I literally like say it every day to myself. Like honestly and truly, no one cares. Work harder. And the only reason why I say that is not in the sense where it's like no one cares about you. you know I mean, kind of self-loathe kind of vibe. It's not that. It's it's more in the sense where it's like the moment you let them in and let that your your struggle define you in the sense where it's an excuse to not do nothing. That's when they win. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's what they want. Mm. bearing in mind like Africa being the most like where majority of all our resources in every westernized country majority of our resources come come from Africa Mm. so the moment the moment like I I feel myself you know 
given in and, and like, oh, yeah, like I really can't do this or I, I don't know if this is for me or I don't know whether I'm going to see a bit of representation here. I'm probably going to make a few people uncomfortable. I'm like to myself, who gives a shit if I'm going to make them feel uncomfortable? <laughs> Honestly, if my, the colour of my skin is making you feel uncomfortable when I walk in a room, there's a problem with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, honestly, you're going to be feel even more uncomfortable when I open my mouth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, read, so, I read something funny today and I was like, walk with the confidence of a media, mediocre, middle-aged white man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and, so and, and literally, like, Iman knows my struggle 24-7. Like, as, as, as someone within the tech industry, you know, there's not a lot of females. No. Forget there's not a lot of females. There's not a lot of black females. And then on top of that, there's not a lot of black muslim females mm. so i will come into a, a a conference and i am leading the conference and they will look at me like okay cool like is she leading it or is she cleaning wow. <laughs> and one guy must have one time like he he passed me his cup and i was like what do you want me to pour you some water or did god give you hands wow and he was like oh and he was like he was like, he was like oh oh and then i just showed him my badge and he goes oh i'm really like really really sorry and i was like it's completely fine like, I, I like the fact that you underestimated me. But now, mm-hmm. I'm teaching you the session, brother. Do you know what I mean? It's wow. crazy. Um, but He's never going to forget un- Yeah, of course. And the underestimation of black females within every industry is something that I feel like is, is, is a catalyst for how you just need to work harder now. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're going to underestimate you, they've underestimated you for a reason, because they're scared of how excellent you are mm. that's how you got to think of it because if you think of it on the other flip side you're gonna you're gonna self-loathe and once you self-loathe you're gonna talk yourself into not doing a specific thing that then turns into fear and then you're not gonna do it and then they win mm-hmm. and then they're gonna feel like they're they're inferior to you and honestly and truly if that's the case then really and truly like you you as I said just understand your power mm. better you know and the power in being black there's nothing I love more to be fair you know I, mean? I love that so like, much yeah well I think that that ends us really really beautifully yeah the power of being black is incredible amazing and I've had so much I've had so much fun doing this series with you guys and Same. with all the guests that we've had on I've learned so much because I feel like after every single um, episode that we've recorded before and after I research anyway you know before the episode and afterwards I just leave wanting to know more so if there's anything that I would say to anyone leaving this is to just stream the fuck out of black (laughs) artist music (laughs) literally keep it on keep YouTube on replay yeah yeah 100% so like there's like certain books that have like completely and utterly changed our perspective on on the power of being black and also like how you can start to t- personally tell yourself how how great how great you are and the reason why your heritage has defined your excellence mm. without you even being born. Mm. Um, so there's one um, one there's three books that I wanted to recommend here. Um, there's one called The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett she is like a she's a she's a she's a female black author mm-hmm. and um talks about stunning new no- it's, a, it's, a, it's a novel um of twin sisters and they're like inseparable like at birth and they both go through different childhood tribulations because they're both both um 
different um, shades of black. So one's fair in skin wow. and one's really dark. So they both help each other in overcoming these calamities um, because both of them are dealing with struggles with obviously racism, mm. but at different levels. Mm. So one being as in like you're, you're beautified as a, a lighter woman, mm. a lighter black woman. Um, whereas if you're black, you're seen as, like, sorry, darker, a darker shade of black, you're seen as ugly. So they just basically help each other and uplift each other. And, and honestly, as a female, any female, any female of any colour, honestly, the way this book will uplift you, it's just, like, I cried when I read it because, wow. like, bearing in mind, like, I live that, you yeah. know, that like, I'm someone with, with I, I wouldn't say I'm dark and I wouldn't say I'm light. Mm. So with my sisters, I've seen that struggle within them. And we are, we we self help each other all the time and let each other know how beautiful we are. Even like when we're going to sleep, we're just like, oh, Sophia, you're beautiful, you know. Like, do you know what oh, I mean? Like little things like so that. Good. And honestly, it's 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 called The Vanishing Half by Brit Bennett, and you guys will just fall in Definitely, love with it. Definitely, yeah. There's, Thank you. There's another one called um, Well Well Read Black Girl. So um, it's basically a black, about a black girl that is completely established and she gets within the journalism industry, completely and utterly dominates, but no one recognises her work and thinks her work is done by a white woman because of the way she's articulated the article. Wow. So she basically lives her life trying to prove herself in um, basically trying to get that recognition of, I'm not going to lie, just because... Just because just because I talk right, just because what she says, she goes, just because I talk right, sorry, just because I talk right doesn't mean I'm white. That's what mm. she keeps on saying. And honestly and truly, that that defines a lot of a lot women of people that are black, that yeah. are that are able men, to articulate men, themselves. Men also. Men as well. Yeah. Men also, like, just because you're able to articulate yourself, you know, you're trying to be something you're not. But really and truly, it's just because you're an educated person and you know, yeah. you've been brought up in a way where your articulation has has flourished yeah. and as I said it's it's something that comes as a weapon for other people because they're just like hey cool like how can she speak this well you know mm, what I mean and yeah. it's, and this is what the book talk, the book the book goes into depth about it so yeah so it's called well-read black girl by Glory Eden wow um but yeah honestly that one that one we've all come we've all been through that even as people of colour mm. definitely you've 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 been questioned mm. as to why you speak like that, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's so it's so sad the fact that the way I speak is an issue to you and you're second guessing how I'm trying to appropriate myself mm. just because of the way I speak. Absolutely mm. ridiculous. Um the last one is called Such a Fun Age. Um it's about a. It's called Ky, by Kylie Reed. Um, it's another novel, and it's basically talking about the black voice mm-hmm. and how the black voice is is the power in every single part of the world right now. So whether we're talking about Oprah, whether we're talking about like other big influential people that have inspired majority of our art, um, Martin Luther King, the Nelson Mandela's, the the activists of the world, making sure that you know all of us and in- inclusively inspiring people whether you're black or whether you're not mm. you know um and just basically g- giving us hope of it of the fact that all of us can live as one and live in harmony and love each other's cultures um but making sure that we give recognition 
Mm. And I think that's the best like end to this because yeah. that's exactly what we're talking about we're talking about recognition yeah. um and literally that's what that the book is called so it's called such a fun age kylie read so yeah i just wanted wow. to put that through yeah. thank you so <laughs> much thank you yeah and we'll yeah we'll put it up as well on our page but thank you so much yeah. khadija for coming on you know you know yeah. i've been wanting you yeah. to get off for so long i'm gonna come back, <laughs> I'm gonna come back. Honestly, oh, so please yeah. do first of many Amazing, um, yeah it was fun, man. yeah had so much fun doing this and as i said this will not be the last time that we speak i mean people who have listened to our to our other episodes now know kind of what we're about what we talk about um but yeah this is such a beautiful ending um and yeah please don't stop talking message us any recommendations you know we're still trying to fight for justice for shukri abdi there's still mm-hmm. so much work that we need to do so much more work um to do. and yeah just keep on fighting keep on going you know the uh, two episodes ago we spoke about how to get involved in local politics make sure that you're doing that mm-hmm. summer's coming up mm-hmm. make sure that you're still send on your, that send your letters through send exactly. your letters through if you need any templates let me know i've that, got templates for days that's it. <laughs> Okay, guys, so just really quickly, I just want to ask for the most influential black person that you've got in your life, dead or alive, someone that you may know, someone that you might not know. Uh, But I'm going to start it off. So my first kind of influence that I saw was Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I feel like it is an obvious one, but for me, he was the first prominent figure, probably... Muhammad Ali was probably after him but I think that I related to him because he was Muslim but just Mm -hmm. the the amount of strength that I saw what he done what he stood for what he led was just jaw-droppingly inspiring um so yeah I'm interested to know what what who it is for you guys so Salma I I'm gonna go with my gut mine has to be Mallory Blackman um, mm. so I'm a big book reader, as you said, um, but definitely when I was thinking I was around 11, I discovered her books, Noughts and Crosses, and mm. it oh, was just wow. the, like being so young and reading that and just like, it really just changes your mind and you have no idea because you're so young, but you're so yeah. impressionable at the mm-hmm. same time. And that book mm-hmm. just made me question the same, literally, it made yeah. me question everything. And as a kid, you just kind of accept, but then I was like, wait, hold on, mm. this is a bit... But I would say, I would say her. She's amazing. Wow, it's a good one. <laughs> Sabo? Um, mine, I have I have a few, but I think um, mine at the moment um, is Kahinde Wiley. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's, right. Um, he's the uh, man, he's the artist who painted uh, Obama's portrait at the White mm-hmm. House. And he's a really incredible incredible artist I've really like loved his work um the last couple of years and I uh recently went to one of his exhibitions at the William Morris gallery and if you don't know William Morris he was like a very uh prominent like British uh printmaker he makes like these very intricate traditional British art patterns and um uh Kinde went and he uh photographed um different uh black families and black women and black men in um i think it, it was south london and brixton i'm not 100 percent mm-hmm. sure um and he painted them against these backdrops of like these um you know british patterns and 
in these stances that we usually see of like you know really traditional uh old in, in old english paintings of this like a big power stance and these are like just regular your average joe people walking down the street and it was so incredible seeing like you know people that you don't see like that in these um in these settings and it was really such an incredible exhibition i think you should definitely check them out guys yeah, and the obama portrait honestly one of like it, it's so different to all of the other paintings that have been painted at the white house uh, like of the presidents and i thought it was incredible that he picked a black artist to do his portrait um mm. and if you see it it's like again it's against a backdrop of flowers and like there's just like this light coming out within him and it's just such a beautiful representation that we don't see and mm. he's like completely changed the game and i just find him yeah just really inspiring mm. and wow, he's an incredible incredible artist wow. and we'll all go there together yeah definitely <laughs> definitely and khadija so mine is my mom Aww. i can't really think about anyone else really and truly like obviously there's a lot of people that have influenced me but obviously my mum since I was born has been ingraining in me like from the get-go you know and making sure that she's like pairing you know positive self-talk and obviously the word of God as well mm -hmm. so like pairing them to honestly is, is the reason why I am the way I am like if, when people always say to me like, oh, you're like obviously you're, you're quite young like how do you why do you act like this and why do you talk so lovely to yourself you know you're always nice to yourself and you're nice to people when I, and honestly it's because I am I am like a, a string a strand of what my mom embodies 24 7 you know like oh. always trying to make sure she's uplifting others making sure that she's trying to make change within within her profession like so like within like the NHS and stuff like that so like right now it's something that the only reason why I've strived and done the most to get into every single pocket that I'm able to physically go into is because my mom has told me like just because just because you're black and you're Muslim and you're female does not mean you're not able to contend with so and so and so and so and so and so and your excellence is it's embedded before you even you were even born you were excellent just let's say me and your dad had a thought you were, you were excellent do you know what i mean yeah. so like and that's the reason why i feel like i make sure that is that is one thing i always relay to my friends you know as long as you're talking positive to yourself and and acting good to other people and making sure that you're walking in faith as well Honestly, really and truly, there's nothing else that can 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 touch you, mm. and your success at that point is inevitable, and it's yeah. recognised and it's loved. Absolutely. So yeah, my mum, hundred percent, my mum. But um, yeah, thank you so much, guys. And thank you so much, guys. So, yeah, thank see you, you all really soon. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.